What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Part 25. You already know what it is, man. A lot of stuff going on today. Um, this is going to be a dangerous episode. Uh, we're going to talk today about things that are going on. So I appreciate everybody listening. And I hope you guys are on that ride with me. Um, we're going to make some people upset this episode. Um, hopefully I don't make uh, my listeners, you guys, upset. Uh, with this episode, I uh, hope you guys keep on listening to me uh, after this episode, but uh, there's just some things that are going on in society that need to get talked about, and it's going to get talked about uh, today, all right, um, but first things first, it's the last day of voting, uh, last day of early voting for New York State, um, I know we got listeners all across the world. You know, I don't have the numbers for, you know, every other state. Um, but, um, I just want to talk to like, all my friends and family, especially in New York, this is the last day for early voting. Make sure you get out to vote. Um, we already know, uh, my stances, uh, politically, but just because of my stances, I'm not putting my stances, uh, on you as I've explained. And especially in the last episode, and that needs to get reiterated. Um, you guys heard the sponsors last weekend. Um, or, you know, last episode, um, you know, about, you know, early voting and what candidates to choose from. So, you know, t- you know, take heed from, uh, from my sponsors, shout out to all my sponsors, um, through that. But speaking of, you know, you know, the, uh, current state of politics, um, you know, D- Donald Trump recently was dismissive of the coronavirus, um, uh, even though numbers have spiked. Um, and we're, we're going to talk about numbers again, because I just heard something galactically stupid in the news, you know, and CNN was trying to say that, um, you know, uh, you know, Trump was part of the, uh, the spikes that were going up and this and that last time I checked Biden and Trump were both campaigning in the same state at the same time. So we can't put this blame on Donald Trump. The reason why spikes are going up. Also, a lot of states are doing early voting. That also could be part of the reason why the coronavirus has spiked as well. You know, so putting this blame on Donald Trump for rallies, you know, when Joe Biden's also having the same type rallies and people are voting early, waiting on long lines. And for some places, there's not a lot of places to do the drop box the Supreme Court just changed the rules on, um, <clears throat> on um, uh, doing a, a by voting by mail. Um, it doesn't matter when it's been postmarked. If the vote hasn't been received by Tuesday, your vote will not count. Let me say this again: your vote will not count. Okay, so please, everybody, drop it off at the drop box. Okay, do not mail it in. If you are going to mail it in starting tomorrow, you better pay for that overnight delivery. Okay. Um, and I think you better get some insurance on that vote and make sure you get a receipt of, of, uh, of when that, whoever's supposed to receive the vote, make sure they sign off on that. That's what you got. You know, it's, it's terrible. That's what it should, what you should have to do to make sure your vote counts. If you do have to, um, vote by mail, um, you know, because if you know if you are worried about you know waiting in long lines uh, on election day, because your employer is supposed to get you time off to vote. Um, at the same time, though, and you want to try to get your vote early, yeah, like I said, your vote will not count by mail unless it gets there by uh, 
the third. So you just be aware of what is going on. All right. You know, so I'm not a fan of Donald Trump being dismissed of coronavirus numbers. Uh, I'm not a fan of the media and how to how to put in the blame on certain individuals. I heard something else so stupid. Um, you know, people talking about uh, this one woman was talking about you know, uh, people getting depressed over eating, things like that. She said candy sales have gone up over the past three weeks. You mean candy sales have gone up around Halloween time? Oh my god. That that couldn't have been a correlation. Please be careful with the numbers and, and with the information that these people are telling you. They have an agenda. They are trying to get over you. And I'm just telling you, everybody, don't fall for the BS. Because, like I said, they're trying to get over on you. They think you're not smart. They think you're stupid. And believe me, media, I'm going to tell the media. We're going to talk about something else. Um, in the second half of the show, um, about YouTubers and, um, and what they're trying to do, what their backdoor trying to do. And we're going to talk about that, uh, coming up in the episode. I promise you that, um, shout out to my main man, JT. Um, I got to shout out to, uh, Joe, you know, you know, uh, uh we talked offline uh, as well. Uh, we talked about the Mets. Um, uh, you know, he wasn't enough. I was going to talk about the Washington football club. Um, and my main man, Dan Snyder, is that my main man? I don't want anybody thinking he's my main man. Um, and how he treated the cheerleaders. Um, you know, you know, real quick on that, because usually, you know, we go down with just talk about sports. But real quick on that, Dan Snyder needs to go. He should have been gone. Okay. Um, the fact that Jason Wright, the new uh, Washington uh, football team president, um, has, an, has decided that they're not going to decide a team name is galactically stupid. Okay. Um, I understand you're scared of picking a name. You shouldn't be scared of picking a name. Okay. Shouldn't be scared of picking a name, right? You know, everybody knows my take. It should be the red tails. Okay. Um, you're not going to offend anybody. Now I know some people are going to say, oh, you're just trying to pander towards the African American community in the DC area. Well, there's a lot of Norwegians in Minnesota of, of descent. And, you know, and aren't they called the Minnesota Vikings for a reason? Okay. No one's offended that they're called the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. There's nothing offensive about that. And if they are, pan- and if Minnesota Vikings or that team name was chosen so they can pander towards uh, their community, and I don't necessarily have a problem uh, towards that because you want the community to go to the games. Okay. And then I don't think, you know, and I don't think necessarily if you have, you know, a black man on, on a logo, you, you know, you're going to alienate uh, white people just like a it's just like you have black people who are Minnesota Viking fans, and then I alienated because a white person uh, is uh, is you know is the face of the logo. Okay, it, you know, so that's my take on that. Um, you know, but if they do their numbers and you know they got the analytics, if they do numbers and analytics, and you have a black face, uh, you know, person, you know, uh, you know, you know, of a Tuskegee Airman, you know, uh, um, as a uh, as a logo, I hope that doesn't alienate people. I really hope it doesn't. I think that'll be a great name for the Washington uh, football team to uh, to go into. You guys already know my take on Warriors, and that'll be the weakest move in sports history. Um, also, uh, shout out to my main man uh, Xavier. Um, you know, he put my podcast up on his page, so I really appreciate that. But like I said, we're oh, we're gonna talk about like I said, we're gonna talk about that later. Um, jumping again, but I did want to talk to my main man Joe a little bit. Briefly, how I felt about that, especially how um, 
uh, Dan Snyder's take on how cheerleaders should look. Um, he said, keep their uh, breasts big and their stomach small. Yeah, you know, you know, that, I mean, that I don't know why he's still the owner. I don't know why uh, Roger Goodell hasn't effectively tried to push him out. You, you know, he, I mean, it's really kind of crazy. You know, J, you know, Jerry Richardson was pushed out over his sexual harassment um, allegations of the Carolina Panthers. I don't know why that same effect hasn't been done with Dan Snyder because Dan Snyder's a bigger name. Washington football t- team's been around longer. Um, it, it, maybe that's part of the reason, but that shouldn't be a part of the reason. Okay, things have been done to, to um, that have been done to alienate women. It was a toxic culture that was anti-women anti-respect of women and Daniel Snyder needs to go. He only owns 60% of the franchise. So, you know, somebody else, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised no one else has tried to overtake that 60% yet. All right. But we're talking about more ownership changes. Um, you know, much with the Mets, uh, there's an NBA team that had a, uh, um, had a franchise change, but we're talking about the Mets though, obviously, uh, coming up. All right. Um, so like I said, Prophet JT talked to me about the Mandalorian. Listen, okay. I was off I was sort of off this ride with the show. Okay. I think this show is way overhyped. Okay. Um, we all know Star Wars supposed to be a um a Western out of space. where I you know, um it's supposed to be an homage to the uh to the Buck Rogers, right? That was the that was the premise. Um uh, with George Lucas, Roger, got it. So it sounds like, you know, what did these, you know, when, you know, cause we all know what happened with star Wars, the, you know, the force awakens made two point, uh, two, uh, $2.1 billion, $2.3 billion. Uh, the last Jedi made $1.3 billion. And, uh, and, um, and, uh, the rise of Skywalker, uh, made a little bit over a billion dollars. So every movie made less money. Okay. So Mandalorian is supposed to be going back to the roots of what George Lucas wanted. You know, the great John Favreau, he's been writing these episodes, directing most of the episodes. He's had some guest people uh, direct episodes like Bryce Dallas Howard. Shout out to Bryce Dallas Howard. I'm sure he's a baddie. But anyway, um, this episode was the first episode. Like, I'm expecting, like, you're not talking. We're not going into work on Monday and talking about the Mandalorian episode. All you got to do is like, you see that Mandalorian episode? Yeah, I saw it. What did you think about it? No, yeah, it was all right. Yeah. And, and that's the end of your conversation with that episode. There was no risk, right? There was there was nothing exciting about that episode. You had a, a continuity error uh, in that episode. You know, I mean, it could have been explained with one thing of dialogue, but it still would have been hard to explain with the one bit of dialogue. So I'm not going to spoil it because I don't know if everybody saw it. Um, uh, you know, you know me. I'm big on, like, editing and, you know, things of that nature. And uh, I'm over this show. You know, my son likes it, so um, he usually comes over Friday nights. So I'm probably gonna stick with Disney Plus after you know, um, after this. And you know, the streaming industry is kind of down right now. Obviously, the coronavirus is a big part of it. It's hard to test people, um, put them in a bubble. You can't do that with everything. And it's a big time investment to do that. And you have to be organized with that. You know, you can't just say all of a sudden, I'm just going to put people in a bubble and we're going to, you know, film, you know, it usually takes about 60 days to film a movie. Okay. And remember, you have to go back in there for reshoots, edits, you know, just what you may, what you might have filmed, right? When you go to the editing room, that's where you really craft the movie. Sometimes when you start editing the movie, it doesn't necessarily work. Okay. 
You know, the script is just a blueprint uh, to the movie. Everything's different once you start filming the movie. Okay, you know, and that's why the editing is such a big process. Um, you know, to the movie. You know, and sometimes when you release stuff early, like they did with uh, uh, with the Sonic the Hedgehog, and everybody hated how Sonic looked. They had to go back there and re-digitally edit Sonic to make it more appeasable uh, to everybody. Because I'll tell you what, my son and I, my son, his nickname is Sonic. We, we saw the preview of Sonic. We are like, oh, we're not seeing that movie. And then my son got me on board because he saw the re-edited version before me and said, yo, dad, I want to see it. I was like, Landon, we saw how Sonic looked. He was like, yo, they fixed Sonic. And okay, I'm on that ride, Landon. We'll go see Sonic. And we saw the Sonic movie, you know. So... Um, with part going back to the streaming industry, it's like they're taking us for granted. Well, you're already paying six ninety nine a month. We can just give you whatever. No, that's not. No, you shouldn't just give us whatever. You should be. There should be some risks involved. And I'm really shocked that John Favreau went this pedestrian route. Um, you know, it's pretty much the episodes are all the same, right? He's got to go to a different planet and try to find somebody, and then he finds somebody. The town has to go through something. And then he has to rescue somebody or stop something from happening. And then once he gets done with that, he's off to the next planet. That's pretty much the Mandalorian. That's the Mandalorian. So there's a spoiler alert. You know, that's pretty much every episode. And it's like, okay, so this is all I'm going to be watching. You know, it's not, it's not like uh, House where, okay, there's a disease. They don't know what it is. They think it's something, one thing. You know, that's a formula that works for House. This is Star Wars. Right. You know, you're talking about getting rid of Kathleen Kennedy because of identity politics. We're going to talk about identity. I'll tell you, we're getting dangerous this episode talk about identity politics later. But, you know, you're trying to get away from that. I know you want to go back to the roots of Star Wars or what made it great. But you know what, though? There was risk involved. There was danger involved. There is no risk, real risk and danger. You're never thinking like, oh, shoot, Mandalorian ain't going to get out of this. Oh, man, he's like a real trouble and whatnot. And they did one thing at the end of the episode. You knew he was going to get out of it. And for a 54-minute episode, I was thinking of ways like, oh, this is probably going to end right now. I don't know why. Maybe he's going to another planet or it's like a two-part episode where he finishes off and then he's going to go somewhere else and something happens. No. The whole premise of this, the cliffhanger for season two was you were going to give Baby Yoda back to the Jedi, right? He's not, it's not really looking for the Jedi. He's, supposed to be, he's looking for somebody else to do something else. And it's just like, just, just go back to the same type uh, trope. And it's just like, yo, I'm over it, man. Let, let, I mean, if he's supposed to be looking for the Jedi, let him go look for the Jedi, not go to this town, do something, and then he's got to go to another town and look for somebody and blah, blah, It's not, we're not going anywhere with these episodes, okay? There's no growth. There's no, there's no real development in character. The Mandalorian is pretty much the same person that he's been from the first episode of season one to now. Okay, Um, only thing you can make an argument for, he's grown accustomed to working with robots, but I guess that's about it. Other than that, there hasn't been really anything special uh, about the Mandalorian. You know, he hasn't learned anything new. We haven't, like I said, we hasn't discovered, we haven't discovered anything new uh, to root for this guy. We just know he's the gunslinger out west. He's got the best gun and and that's it. And he's going to go to the next town, kick some ass. 
and then he's going to go to the next planet, kick some ass. He might go back to the planet before and do and help them out again. And, you know, and that's the Mandalorian. So, like I said, as long as my son want to keep on watching it, I'm going to watch it. Um, but other than that, I'm, you know, I'm not, you know, and I understand there's a lot of expectation with the streaming services and the shows and everybody expects more and more and more. I got it. Okay. Disney plus fit. I know part of it was a coronavirus. This is why this is how Disney plus failed. Okay. And this is how these other streaming shows, uh, are kind of failing, you know? Okay. So this is what Disney plus should have done. After the Mandalorian, they should have had the next thing ready to rock. Okay, it should have been WandaVision. Bam. After WandaVision, uh, you know, uh, the, you know, uh, the Falcon Winter Soldier. Bam. Ready to go. Obi-Wan series. Boom. Ready to go. Something to keep me invested in Disney Plus. You know what I'm saying? They got a new movie out. Ready to rock. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, now they got this premiere access. $30 for Mulan. Anyway, we're not going to talk about Mulan. I'm pretty sure you guys have already been on the internet and heard, and heard Every YouTuber shit on Mulan, and I'm not going to do that. I didn't watch it. I knew it was going to suck when I first saw the preview. I knew what they were trying to do from the preview. And I was like, nope, not on this ride. No, I already know what you're trying to do. You're trying to make it a, a Mary Sue Chinese version. No, not going to watch it. I already know the movie, right? Like I said, you've already heard everybody shit on it. You don't need to hear me shit on it, okay? So... That's where these streaming services are going wrong. Not having new stuff ready to rock, making me wait eight thousand years for the next stuff, and then the ne- for the new series, and then your movies are coming out. It's backdoor identity politics in it, and you're going woke like Netflix with the whole Enola Holmes BS. Okay, so we're gonna do um, a female version of uh, Sherlock Holmes, and yes, yeah, she's just gonna be smarter and braver than, or you know, and this and that. Then Sherlock Holmes, you know, you know, you know, it's like, listen, nobody asked for this story. Nobody cares. OK, like, it, it, you know, you know, I know you got, I know they love, you know, Millie Bobby Brown, you know, you know, uh, and all the things that she does on um, uh, on Stranger Things. No one asked for the story. It's not a fresh take. It's the same take. You just made her more Mary Sue. And it's just like, I'm not going to watch it. I don't care. And now they got this new thing about chess. Really? Chess? You want me to watch something about a girl playing in a, uh, a a chess tournament with males? Who cares? Nobody cares. Okay? It's stupid. Why would you invest something in a story like that? Not gonna watch it. Apparently Netflix is gonna be invested highly in um anime shows some of the anime shows i only watched um a couple of the anime shows both of them were fighting shows but both of them were like the same type show just a little bit different but i was watching because of the fighting um and the different ways um there were, i mean the, the different ways they were fighting uh, the two shows were different i can't think of the name of the shows but um that's what netflix is supposed to be heavily getting invested in you guys who don't know we don't know the comic book industry is going down the tubes um, as we speak, but mangas are going up. Um, so, a lot, so I can understand why a lot of people are reading the mangas, um, you know, but not necessarily comic books. There's a difference between the mangas and the comic books. Um, mostly is, you know, uh, they focus more on story and not identity politics. And I, th- and I think if comic books went back to that, tr- you know, back to telling a good story, you know, and not identity uh, politics. Like my show is is not political, even though I have a lot of political you know, sponsors and groups. 
you know, I appreciate the sponsors for my show. Um, at the same time, though, this show is not political at all. And I hope nobody thinks this show is political. And I hope I'm not coming off as political. This show is a social commentary. This is an all-talk show, okay? And that's what this show was intended to be. It wasn't intended to make you think I should be on the left, I should be on the right. This is a social commentary, and I think of uh, of talking about things that are happening in my take on it. Um, and, and that's what I wanted this show to be, Um and I didn't want, I didn't want, I didn't, I didn't want to stuff identity politics down uh, anybody's throat. You know, all I want is just common sense, you, you know, and just to be consciously aware of what's going on. Um, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, so with, you know, so with saying all that is, you know, with these streaming services that we are subscribed to, um, you know, I, you know, obviously the coronavirus has taken a hit. And like I said, you can't really put people in a bubble in this and that nature. But at the same time, though, I wish they had figured it out one way or another. Um, you know, I just beg and plead that they stop one, stop with the identity politics. Right. And these shows they are supposed to be getting off. Get off. I mean, I understand you already got season two. Of the Mandalorian off. You, you know what I'm saying? I still don't understand why you haven't done an Obi-Wan show. You haven't done the, the WandaVision show. And why you haven't done the, the Falcon and um, um, the Winter Soldier show. They, you know, it should have been back to back to back to keep us invested. They said Disney Plus is flatline. Nobody's watching. Nobody's watching because there's nothing new out. And nobody wanted to watch Mulan. No one asked for this remake of Mulan. We're tired of seeing Mary Sue's. Nobody wants to see that anymore. We're tired of it. And Netflix is doing it now with, you know, with Mary Sue type characters. And it's like, no, we don't want to see it. Okay. You know, and nobody's afraid of all women, you know, characters, you know, you know what I'm saying? And we shouldn't feel bad for having male characters. You know what I'm saying? Charlie's Angels was a hit when they redid the movies. You know, Charlie Angels and Charlie Angels Full Throttle. Those movies were successful. You know why? Because those girls kicked ass and took names. And they had nothing to do with them being gender. You didn't stuff gender. You know, they're great because they're women. You didn't stuff that down our throat. They were great characters. Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu. Great actresses. And they were doing the damn thing. You know, you know what I'm saying? You also had the great Bernie Mac on the shows, uh, you know, as well. You had great actors, great characters. You didn't stuff anything down our throat. Why has Wonder Woman endured over the years? She's a great character, kicks ass and takes names. And then you never stuffed down our throat. Oh, she's a woman. And she needs to be respected because she's a woman. No, she's great because, that she, like I said, because she kicks ass and takes names. There was no identity politics with Wonder Woman. There was none. Just a question was asked. Can a, can a female be a superhero? And yes, the answer was yes. The female can be a superhero. And we can, en- and we can enjoy that superhero for, for being what the person is. That's what a hero is. You know what I'm saying? You know, and we have, we're having this big problem right now. Is we're, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, we got the new black uh, uh, Batwoman. Um, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But uh, that's the biggest problem with the industry right now, right? But we're, like I said, before we get into that, I do you want to talk about the Busta Rhymes album, uh, ELE2? <sighs> I was so disappointed in Busta Rhymes on that album. It, you know, 
I love me some Busta. I'm pretty. I made a point when I was like, when I was like a teenager. I'm gonna get every Busta Rhymes album. Love his lyrics, you know what I'm saying? Because it was just, it was just fast. It was ferocious, you know. Speaking of that, sick lyrics like Busta plus ferocious, focus while on display flows ferocious. That's the Busta Rhymes. I love. You're more whack than the people start. You're so whack you make people start cursing. That's how to think verses in the King James version. That's the Buster Rhymes that I love. That Buster Rhymes is no more. Or maybe that is Buster Rhymes. But his rhymes are so dated. That album was so dated. It was like, it was like, wow, man, he has not like grown up. You know what I'm saying? You listen to Jay-Z, you see the growth in the development. You know, you see his, you know, you see, you see him grown up. Right. You know, you, you even, you know, and Nas, he's such a great lyricist, you know, you, you know, you, the, the brilliance is still there. You know, he's still got bars, you, you know what I'm saying? Not necessarily say, he doesn't necessarily have bars, but he's got great lyrics it, 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 and, you know, and he phrases them in such a way that it still works and it doesn't feel dated. You know, you look, you, you know, you listen to Little Wayne's mixtapes. And, you know, and how he just goes, that's bars right there, you know, and he can still construct songs, even using other people's beats on the mixtapes, you know, and he just, and pretty much if he uses your beat, it's not your song anymore. It's now his song. The way Lil Wayne just destroys people. I don't know if if anybody, please, if you have not heard Lil Wayne's verse on Timeless, on Benny the Butcher's new album, just fast forward, uh, I want to say a minute and three seconds. Listen to listen to Little Wayne. Big Sean raps at the end. Don't even listen to uh, Big Sean because I, I I still haven't listened to his verse. Okay, because Little Wayne destroyed that song. Timeless. Google it. Uh, put it, go on YouTube. A minute three seconds in. Listen to his verse, and you'll see Little Wayne still got it. You know, maybe not on the Carter Five, but you know what though? You you know before you we dismiss Little Wayne. You you can't dismiss them, and you might you know. Let's give them another chance um, on a, on a, on the latest album, okay? So I you know, and then the last song he talked about, um, you know, uh, pretty much like Illuminati, devil worshiping. Where I think that was the best song of the album. I wish that was maybe the focus of the album. I thought that was going to be the focus. Um, talking about today's time, but Buster Rhymes isn't lyrically equipped to do that anymore. He sort of did that on the first ELE. Oh, he didn't do this on this one. I was hoping a more raw, socially conscious album that he did on ELE, but he didn't really do it on this one. I mean, it wasn't that socially conscious, ELE, but at least he had great songs uh, on an album. You know, he had that one song with Jada Jackson, you know, I mean, uh, the one song he did with Ozzy Osbourne, you know, I mean, he, um, you know, he had great songs on ELE, um, and, and that wasn't on ELE too. Now the last song Saint Tonic was great. And I'm like, great, you know, he's talking about, you know, brothers and devil worshiping and that needs not, not happen. Then you have Chris Rock for the, the last talking about he's the God MC. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We were talking about devil worshiping and now you're calling yourself the God MC. How are you contradicting yourself? And Chris Rock was so obnoxious on that album. The whole time Chris Rock was on the album, he was so obnoxious. It was like, yo, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I only, you know, that album isn't worth listening to again. And I'm never going to listen to ELE2 
ever again. All right. So very disappointed in that album. I would say don't even listen to it. Satanic was good. The song of Kedrick Lamar, I don't remember that song. I don't remember if Kedrick Lamar had bars. You may have to re-listen to it. Like I said, I was not impressed uh, with that album. The new video that came out, that was that song was good. And Satanic, those are the only two good songs on that entire album. Um, for those who don't know, well, I'm pretty much sure everybody knows. Sean Connery just passed away um, yesterday, 90 years old. And the same thing they did with Kobe Bryant. They did with Sean Connery. They put up stuff in the past calling him uh, misogynist because he said, you know, he hits women or spanks them or, something, you know, you know, things of that nature. So people are now all of a sudden trashing Sean Connery. You know, the guy really hasn't made a movie in a long time. Y'all weren't trashing him then, but y'all want to trash him when he's dead. You know what I'm saying? You know, it was just way too soon for the Twitter trolls but it's almost like the Twitter trolls almost can't wait for you to die so it can come out the woodwork and start trashing you. You know, I don't think Sean Connery uh, deserved that, you know. And at the same time, though, um, I'm not going to say, oh, well, it was the times that, that he came up with and blah, 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 this and that. Listen, you know, I remember when my old first sergeant told me, first sergeant Hutchinson, you know, went up when I was at Fort Campbell. You know, wrong knows no rank. You, you know what I'm saying? You know. When you're wrong, you're wrong, okay? So just because it was the times back then and whatever, you know, and things of that nature. Listen, the James Bond movies, yeah, they were, you know, they were misogynist and sexist and, you know, and things of that nature. And they're, yet they're still um, beloved to this day. You know, a lot of people for, you know, James Connery is a definitive uh, James, uh, you know, is a James, definitive James Bond. I like Daniel Craig. I think Daniel Craig is perfect. Not a fan of the direction that they're going with. You know, replacing them. You know, they, you know, they, you know, they tried to go woke, and then they had a black female playing, um, you know, James Bond. You know, now, so I'm not a fan of that direction. Um, like I said, you know, the, the 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 mini snippet that was released. This girl better do some crazy MMA. You know, Gina Carano type haywire type stuff. Remember that movie didn't translate well with people either. Um, so it's gonna be tough. Um, for this, for this, rooting for this girl, um, the preview, you know, the snippets that have been released of this movie, it, you know, it didn't mean like, yo, I gotta see this movie, or she's some bad sister, I know, I don't know why you didn't get like a, uh, a Gabrielle Union, if you're really trying to go that route, over Megan Good, you know, then maybe I'd be more, you know, inclined to see this new James Bond movie if you really wanted a sister. We got some bad sisters out there, Hollywood, and you ain't giving them no love. You you, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, going in translation into that. I'll tell you, this is a dangerous episode. We going in there today. Speaking of, I, mean, I love my sisters. Don't get, don't get me wrong with that. Like I said, they could have done a better job. We got a new Batwoman. Her name is Javisha Leslie. Um, she wanted to make clear, they, they released pictures online, um, they wanted to make clear that, um, you know, she wanted, she personally, you know, we wanted to show her out for curves, uh, show her afro, make sure you can tell that she's black, this and that nature, she's bisexual, um, you know, things of that nature. Listen, listen, you, we already kicked out the other Batwoman. Right, because no one liked her, um, and what they were trying to do uh, with that character, you know, you know, they tried to make you know her woke instead of just making her what it was. Listen, it's all right, um, you know, 
um, the last Batwoman. It's all right that she's lesbian. That's okay. But that shouldn't be the driving force of the story. That should just be a part of who the person is. Oh, the person's lesbian. It's okay, whatever. Not like, she's a lesbian. We're going to make sure you know she's a lesbian. You know, this is Batwoman. She's black. We want you to know that she's black, man. We want you to know that she's bisexual, man. We're going to stuff that down your throat, man. No, 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 and no. Hollywood, stop. Chill with the craziness. You guys don't know what makes a hero a hero. You guys don't. And I please, they should just admit it already. Okay? You already canceled. Um, you, you know, you made it a point to do um, um, uh, the, uh, the new warriors. You tried to have a fat pudgy girl. You had to have characters named after uh, uh, Snowflake and Safe Space. And then you had some other weird characters. Supposed to be internet. Whatever the heck, right? You already tried this. Nobody's reading that. Nobody wants to read that. Okay? A hero's supposed to inspire. Supposed to be a leader. Purpose, direction, motivation. Something needs to get, you know, you know what I'm saying? That's what a leader, that's what a hero should be. Have leadership type qualities. Okay, we're saying Wonder Woman is special because of the things that she does. She's not special because she's a woman and that's what she does. That's why it works. You know what I'm saying? Like when, um, you know, when DC went the Jon Stewart route and made uh, uh, Green Lantern black, they didn't stuff the fact that he was black down his throat. They didn't, right? Who does the Green Lantern ring go to? Supposed to be the the bravest person, right, in the galaxy. You know what I'm saying? And Jon Stewart was decided to be the bravest person in the galaxy, right? They made it a point. They went past uh, Superman and Batman. They went past all of them. They went to went to John Stewart. That's who that ring goes to. Supposed to be the bravest person in the galaxy. They went to John Stewart, right? And he just happened to be black. Not he didn't get the ring because he's black. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying let's not you know be proud of who we are and where we're come from. But that's not all. That's not it. That's not everything. You know, Martin Luther King said, we want to be judged by the content of our character, not by the color of our skin. This was back in the 60s. This man said that. And we, if we just applied that to comic books, right? If we just applied that to the entertainment industry, the content of character, we're not gonna have this problem when things fail. Like when the new Charlie Angels comes out. Oh, because, oh, men didn't want to see it because of blah 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 this or that. Females didn't want to see it either. Birds of Prey didn't do that well because of identity. Females didn't want to see it either. You're trying to get this audience that doesn't exist. You're alienating the audience you want to go to the movie. The, you're alienating the audience that is going and supporting you. And you're trying to get the audience that, that that's never supported you. Ever. Ever. 
they've never supported you. They never will support you. Remember when they changed Barbie to make her more realistic and blah, blah, blah? This, you had women still complaining. Still complaining. The ones that hated Barbie. Then you changed Barbie to try to appease those women. And those women that you tried to appease still nitpicked at you. Can't please everybody. And a person that you're trying to please, they will listen. A hater will find a way to hate. They do not care. They never will care. Ever. Look what you did to Ray in Star Wars. Look what you did to Mulan. Look what you did to those characters. They didn't support you. They never will. What more of an example do you need? Me. We're the ones that got your back. We're the ones galactically stupid and still loyal to y'all. We're the ones that still got faith that y'all will figure it out. Because you figured it out before. You figured it out in the beginning. And that's what's so depressing. We're rooting for you. The JTs, the Xavier's, the Joes, the Rock 25s. We want, we want to support you. We want to give you our money. But you gotta give us a reason to. We got money to give. Even when we don't have money to give, we're gonna we're gonna support you. And you know this. But you're saying we're the problem. Even the women that support you. You're making them feel bad for supporting you. Should I have not have liked, you know, uh, uh, you know, Star Wars, even though there were male characters? Should I have not have liked Han Solo? Should I have not have liked Luke Skywalker? Now you got women who supported your questioning themselves. So, you know, males never had a problem with Princess Leia. Never. We love Princess Leia. Never had a problem with her. But y'all put Ray down our throats. This is the standard now. It's all powerful. And then you try to juxtapose the reason why she's powerful. Oh, she's a Palpatine. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Completely going against everything that Ryan Johnson tried to do. That's what that's what the Rod Skywalker was. Going against everything that Ryan Johnson was trying to do. Like, like I don't see this black bat woman working at all. You're gonna stuff down our throat that she's bi. You're gonna stuff down our throat that she's black. It's not going to work at all. Don't stuff it down our throat. That's the only way it's gonna work. It should just be who the character is. And if the person happens to be bisexual, you know, she has a male interest one season, a female interest the next season, that's perfectly fine. We're all right with that. But don't make that the main focus. It should be her doing her damn thing during the day, trying to balance what she does during the day and kicking ass at night and trying to balance all that. That's what it should be. Just like what Batman does. Batman, Bruce Wayne, 
Balancing, running a business, you got the Wayne Foundation, he's got the girly girls, he's the playboy, keeping up with appearances, but this guy's got a dark past. Right, he's still trying to find a killer of his mom and dad, and until then, he's going to whoop every bad guy's ass. That's who this uh, Batwoman should be. Go to work, handle her business, date some guy, date some girl, whatever. But at night, yo, she's still trying to find that motherfucker that broke her heart or that killed whoever or whatever her story is. I don't even know what her story is, but that's what the focus should be. And, I'm, and she's going to get every bad guy. Until there's no need for a Batwoman anymore. That's her focus, to make sure that there's no Batwoman ever again. Now, if you tell that story, I'm on that ride. And I guarantee you that show will be successful. But if you're telling the other story. Oh, she's proud of being black. She's proud of being bisexual. Listen. They, no, no, the, you know what? You're going to alienate the people that are, gonna tr that are trying to watch your show. The people that you need to watch your show. They ain't going to watch your show. And that's just what it is. And it's a shame. But that's what it's going to be. And we're going to stay with comic books. Some of you don't know. Like I said, we don't. this recently came out. Um, Tony Stark just got put in the hospital in one of the uh, comic book uh, uh, um, issues. And uh, there's a character called Hellcat. Uh, Tony Stark was talking about how he was... Um, uh, you know, try, he wants to save everybody. And then Hellcat says, uh, seems like you're a white guy struggling with your privilege and you having a God complex and this and that nature. Yeah, Marvel, really? Now, for some of you guys who don't know this, I'm going to give you guys a little cheat sheet. We know about the comic industry that's been down for the past four or five years. You know, the success of the movies had necessarily hasn't translated to the success of the comic books. And with the coronavirus, the, uh, most of these comic shops haven't been deemed as essential businesses. And because they haven't been deemed essential businesses, a lot of these comic books have closed down. Some of them, uh, you know, we have an, an opening up of majority of the states. Um, the comic book industry hasn't recovered. One, because these shops are now trying to get back open again. Um, because of that, the distributors, uh, the publishing or the distributors haven't been able to produce the books. Writers haven't been writing the stories. You know, there's a trickle down effect when you close these comic book shops down. OK, you know, there are the outlet for the comic book readers to go to. OK, they're not always you're not going to find a lot of comic books in Walmart, you know, uh, you know, you know, Walgreens, Price Shopper, Wegmans. These of that nature. You're not going to find the um, eclectic options that you would find at a comic book shop, which is understandable. These are the, the supermarkets and the drugstores have very limited space of who, of what type of comic books are going to have. Okay, so you're going to have like maybe the Supermans, the Batmans, the Spider-Mans, maybe the Wonder Woman, and that's about it. You're going to have those core four. You know, you, you you know what I'm saying? Now, The Flash has been popular. Everybody's dick right on The Flash. You might have some Flash uh, comic book issues um, as well. So, 
you're not going to have a lot of options. So the comic book stores, that's where you get the many multitudes of options. Okay, that's where you're going to get, you know, uh, you know, the X-Men, you know, and, you know, and, you know, and, you know, the Daredevils, you know, and things of that nature. You're not going to get the Guardians of the Galaxy, you know what I'm saying, you know, um, you know, at CVS. You're not going to find that. So you need the comic book shops um, for that. Right. So crippling with the identity politics, that's also in the comic book industry right now. And what I was going to tell you is Kevin Feige is also in charge. Uh, We know he's in charge of the MCU. He's also in charge of Marvel comic books as well, because he's been so obvious because he's been so successful with the movies. They thought that would translate into him uh, running the uh, com- uh, Marvel comic book industry as well, and then that hasn't necessarily translated into that success. Uh, we all know that um, they're 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 trying hard to do an all female Avengers, right? Which you know what? Listen, I'm for it if it's organic. They're gonna have to set it up the way they set up the Avengers. And remember, it took them five, almost four or five years to set up the Avengers. So for them off the rip, just going to do an Avengers type movie with all female. I don't see it necessarily working. Um, you know, they have to find a big time villain for them to do this with. You know, you do have, you know, um, you know, you know, maybe a Dr. Doom, maybe a Magneto somebody like that to set it up. I mean, you had the ultimate badass in Thanos. So, I mean, so anybody else going to be second tier, you know, and some people, like, that might not be a bad idea. Yeah. You know, all female, you know, they don't need to go against a Thanos. Maybe like I said, a Magneto, a Dr. Doom type caliber person. Maybe it'll work that way. You know, Hollywood will figure it out. But like I said, it took him a long time to get to Avengers and it was a big setup. That's why Avengers was as big as it was. Now, off the rip, you're trying to do an MCU, MCU, they're calling it, type thing. I, I don't see it necessarily working. Um, you know, people have faith in MCU. Me, personally, I'm done with all comic book movies. I'm done. I'm done with them all. Um, I was excited for the Batman movie. No, I'm, I'm really not that excited. The way Robert Pattinson has been bitching and complaining about trying to get in shape for Batman, I'm not, I'm not for it. Um, they released partial of the movie. Apparently, they're going to seven. The movie seven. They're gonna make you know. They're going to a detective story for Robert Pattinson. Well, I mean that's a different take on Batman. That you know, uh, we really haven't seen the detective story um, in the past twenty five plus years. So okay, you know, I, it's a fresh take um, on a live action Batman. Um, but you know, the, he's really off put, offset me and um you know the way he's been acting you know i'm not excited for this morbius movie anymore over it i mean he's already playing joker now he's playing morbius you guys know how i felt about venom um you know and now they're trying to name out they might be doing something different with tom holland and spider-man now they might try to make him bisexual and this and that tom holland's already said he's for it and you know he's in a bad spot you can't say he's not for it you you, you know what i'm saying because he's gonna look bad and look, you know, and not for the, uh, you know, the gay and lesbian community. Um, so I'm really disappointed in Marvel. They said this about everybody loves Iron Man. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
you know, Iron Man's the one that started this off. You know, and everybody doubted, wait a minute, you're going to start with Iron Man to start off the MCU? Yeah, it worked. It worked. And then you're going to go into comic books and you're going to make fun of Tony Stark? Didn't Tony Stark, right, get everything back to normal? And didn't he lose his life in order to do so in the MCU? And now you're saying he's got a God complex and his in his white privilege is the reason why he's he is where he is. Do we need to go that route with Tony Stark? Is that cool? Is that fair to Tony Stark to portray him one way in the comic books and then you do another way in the movies? That's not cool. What are you doing, Marvel? What are you doing? You have no idea what you're doing. Just admit it. I, I just can't wait for you to be like, yo, we have no idea what we're doing. Whatsoever. Hey, Bob Iger sort of admitted it, even though he's technically not CEO. It's Bob Chadwick. Uh, Chadwick. <coughs> Bob Iger theoretically admitted that we fucked up. Um... You know, looks like Kathleen Kennedy's not going to get renewed um, to uh, to be a president of Lucasfilms. It might be John Favreau. I don't know. Like I said, we don't know. It could be him. Mandalorian's been successful, even though I don't know why anymore. Um, but but with it, you know, with saying that though, um, Bob Iger still in the background admitting things. You know. Uh, I mean, you know, they're trying to tone down the identity politics, um, but yet you're making us pay 30 bucks for Mulan, even though we're already playing 699 for a subscription. I mean, it's a brilliant idea. Um, At the same time, though. Right. You know, you stuffed another Mary Sue down our throats and you might have worked with and you did work with uh, people who uh, who are uh, doing ethnic cleansing of Muslims. You work very close to a camp in China, and they got like like over a million Muslims, you know, in some type of internment camp, and you're trying to re-educate them to not be Muslims anymore. But anyway, I mean, if you watch Mulan, if you still own Mulan, go down to the credits at this fast forward to the end, skip the chapters, and look at the province that they thanked for helping them, and then Google that province, and you'll know what I'm talking about. Okay. Um... So, I'm really disappointed in Marvel and their take on Tony Stark and the comic books. Totally uncalled for. Not cool to do that to Tony Stark. Not, not to Tony Stark. You don't do that to him. Right? He, he doesn't need to have the feel guilty of being white. He doesn't need to have a God. I'll have a God complex. That's not cool. He didn't need to be checked. By Hellcat. That's what they're calling it on the internet. He got checked by Hellcat. For what? For what? What does that do? Nothing. Because guess what? Whatever, whatever Tony Stark does going forward is to go against... You know, he's, he's trying to be like, see, you know, I'm using my white privilege for good or I'm ashamed of being white. Or so stop it, man. This whole thing of, like, if you're a white male, you're the worst person on earth type BS, and if you're anything but a white male, you know, you should be glorified, it, it's, it's just, I'm over it, man, I've been, I was over it when it first happened, you know, I have a lot of uh, white male friends, uh, you know, and, 
you know, the, you know, they're fantastic people. You, you, you know what I'm saying? And you know, and it's whole and the entertainment industry wants to make it seem like they're the down trotting of society. Let me, I'm you know what? At the same time, though, who who who's running Disney right now? It's Bob Chadwick. Last time I thought, last time I checked, he was a white male. Bob Iger, white male. Kevin Feige, white male. So you guys make, are you guys making fun of yourselves? <laughs> Is that what y'all do? Do you guys feel guilty for being white and male? I'm pretty sure you don't. Y'all can go on vacation anytime y'all want. Anybody else working under Disney, anybody working under Marvel, they got to fill out paperwork and it has to get approved by their bosses to go on vacation. Y'all can go on vacation anytime you want. So, ooh, that's so dangerous. You know, fuck, I'm going to say it. Fuck all y'all. Not cool what y'all trying to do. It's hypocritical. All y'all hypocritical. And you guys are powerful. And I was going to call you out on your hypocrisy. But I'm going to call you out. Because no one else has ever called you out on your hypocrisy. I'm going to call you out today. Y'all a bunch of hypocrites. Right. Uh, so we have one more thing we're going to talk about before we go on break. I had to talk about... Like I said, this is a dangerous episode today. Long episode, I know. I appreciate you guys um, on that ride with me. You guys are fantastic. Real quick, um, meth sale got approved today. Um, well, got approved Friday. Um, apparently, the wonderful Mayor de Blasio was, was slowing it up. Apparently, he doesn't like Steve Cohen. Um, for those of you who don't know, Steve Cohen was a part of an organization um, that was allegedly um, got part of some type of Ponzi scheme, something like that. Um, you know, insider trading. I apologize. I'm reading the article right now. So a part of insider trading, um, his, the company pleaded guilty, um, SEC capital. Um, but Steve Cohen himself was not charged. Okay. Um, the company paid 1.8 billion in fines. Now in order to be a major league baseball owner, uh, you cannot be convicted of any, uh, uh, of, of crimes, uh, or, or a felony. Or a member of an organized crime, um, Mayor De Blasio pretty much waited to the last second. Um, again, apparently, New York City had the right to review the proposed transfer of the lease of City Field of uh, Mets home since 2009. So New York, so uh, Mayor De Blasio had to approve it first. Finally, got approved. 23 out of the 70 owners approved of the sale. So obviously, not every owner was on board. Probably most of the teams were in the NFC East. I'm, I'm curious if the Steinbrenner family, if Hal was on board, um, you know, because apparently, you know, you know, Steve's buying 2.4 um, billion into the Mets, um, and only um, the rest, uh, you know, you know, point the point six left is going to go to the Will Ponds and Saw Cats. So I'm pretty sure, uh, but there are other owners as well. Bill Mars also part owner, so I don't know how the, all that's gonna work. Um, like I said, we um, I want to talk about that quick. You know, I have a Mets fan. I talk about that quick. But uh, listen, we're having, uh, I said this is a long episode. Um, I appreciate everybody uh, listening. We do have another half of this episode. Um, I was gonna save it till next episode, but we're gonna talk about it still um, right now. So we'll be back after a break. And we're back. Like I said, long episode today. I appreciate everybody on this ride with me. We're going to talk about hypocrisy 
Um, some of you guys watch a lot of YouTubers. I have been watching a lot of YouTubers. Um, some of them are cool. Well, um, some of them aren't. Um, some of them like to, uh, they, uh, they, they have the thumbnails that they're going to talk about something. You think it's going to be a social commentary. Then all of a sudden they get into, they get, they talk about, uh, identity politics and then they, uh, get into the, uh, themselves. I was watching one thing where a guy was talking about, um, Star Wars and all of a sudden talking about mask wearing and, and talking about how, you know, it was the cities on the, the left. They're the ones, uh, you know, getting all the cases, you know, and, and you know, and things of that nature, um, it, it, you know, and talking about people protesting and, you know, and those, and, you know, and, and, you know, and that's the problem uh, with the coronavirus uh, case was going on. Uh, we all know Texas um, has overtaken New York. Yes, California is still second. Um, in, uh, in the coronavirus case, Florida, you got Illinois, Georgia, North Carolina. I mean, some of these states are leaning, you know, leaning right. And, um, and we're talking about them like they're the problem. You know, New York is fourth, um, you know, on the list with coronavirus cases, um, you know, in the, in the United States. And it's, and it's just like, you know what? And that's not what I signed up for. My, like I said, my show is social commentary. It's not political. And I hope no one considers my show political. Um, so, and another thing these YouTubers are all doing, they're all doing a whole like or subscribe and blah, blah, blah. We understand, you know, some of these, you know, a lot of these guys, that's how they, um, they get paid through YouTube. Obviously they want people to like and subscribe to stuff. Listen, if your show's hot, if your thing is hot, stop asking people to subscribe and like your stuff, right? If it's hot, they're going to subscribe. I didn't ask Xavier to share my pot, uh, my podcast episode on his page. He just did it on his own, right? I don't ask you guys to, you know, to do anything with my podcast, you, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate all the listeners that I have um, for my show, and I appreciate you guys. Um, so I want to say I thank you, everybody, for taking your time out of your day, like I always say, to listen to to, to little old me. Um, at the same time, though, right, I'm tired of these YouTubers saying one thing, and then all of a sudden, then they flip it up, and now you're going to talk about mask wearing? But I thought we were talking about... Um, you know, like Iron Man, but all of a sudden now you're talking about mask wearing. I mean, how you guys are correlating all those together is just mind boggling uh, to me. If you have, if you, if your views skew on the left, if your views skew on the right, that's perfectly fine. Don't bring that into your podcast. I'm not on, you know, you're, I'm not listening to your podcast for that. You know what I'm saying? I thought you were going to talk about one thing. Now you're talking about mask wearing, like mask wearing, you know, is, is such a problem. Man, it really isn't a problem. Yeah, you, know, you, you know what I'm saying. Let's do what you got to do. Let's you know, you know, prevent the spread of coronavirus as much as possible. But you know, but I thought we were talking about Star Wars. When, you know, when I was talking about uh, people protesting. You, you you know what I'm saying? Like totally not cool. Um, not on board uh, with these YouTubers and uh, and a lot of them. What they're going like I said, there's there's so many of them. So you know, it's hard to say. You know, each one. It, it, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, though, I just wanted to say. Um, thank you to everybody being on this ride with me. You know, like I said, it's tough because I don't have a side. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's particularly tough with me because I don't have a side. You know what I'm saying? I can't, I know, I don't have like, yeah, oh my God, yo, you got to listen to Rock 25 if you're on the left. And I got a whole bunch of listeners um, on the left hanging on everything I say. 
You know what I'm saying? I got a whole bunch of people on right listening to my show, and they're all like hanging on everything I say. It's because I split it right down the middle. What I'm going to say, I'm going to piss off the left. And I'm going to piss off the right. You, you, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, though, it's like, I'm not trying to appease y'all. You, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to appease the left. I'm not going to appease the right. I'm going to call it how I see it. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people got a problem with how I do that, you know? Um, it's like, I got a problem with these YouTubers going extreme left and streaming right. Like, that's not what I signed up for. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Your episode said one thing, and then I was like, it's another thing. So, I'm not going to be like everybody else. I'm not going to beg you guys to share my episode. Um, I'm not going to beg for this and that. Uh, with the podcast. I'm not going to beg for listeners, this and that. You know what I'm saying? If you guys like what I say, you share it. Xavier, thank you. You know, I appreciate that. Those who comment on what you like about, what you didn't like about the episode, you know, JT, Joe, I love you guys. You, you, you know you know what I'm saying? Um, anything I need to improve on, let me know. If I'm wrong about something, let me know, man. You know, and, I'm, you know, and I'll apologize and I'll make the spot on correction. You know, I remember growing up, um, you know, uh, you know, back in like I want to say sixth grade. You know, uh, our teacher Ms. Esposito, she said, "Dare to be wrong. It's okay if you make a mistake. It's okay. What's not okay is making the same mistake over and over and over again and not learning from it. That's not okay. That will never be." Okay, you, you know, um, we got to be on our grinds. We got to be on our grizzlies. We, you know what I'm saying? Um, we got, we, you know, we got to be amazing at everything we do, man. Because it's easy to just take a day off. It's easy to take a moment off. I mean, it's easy to do those things. You know, what you can do today, you can't put off for tomorrow. And you, like I said, guys, you can't be, I told, I told my son this yesterday. Don't be afraid to work. Because when you're afraid to work, there's somebody out there who isn't, and they're ready to go hard in the paint and do the damn thing. That's what we all need to do right now. We need to go hard in the paint. Called the great rock of Flocka and do the damn thing. Because when you start slipping, when you start tripping, someone else is going to take advantage of that and you're going to lose at the end. And I'm going to do everything in my power not to lose at the end. That's my word. You know, and I'm going to try to be the best person that I can be. You know, I fail a lot of times. You know, I try to be the best person I can be. But I know it's going to be for me individually. It's a it's a forever fight, the fight against myself. And I'm I go to battle every day, fighting against myself. Um, and um, I I won't stop this fight until someone puts dirt on my casket. Or whatever happens to my body after I die. <laughs> That's when the fight ends. 
And, you know, I will not take my own life to try to end this fight. Something else is going to have to happen to me. So that's the option that isn't there. You know, suicide is not the option to end this fight for me. It will never be the option. You know, uh, what does it say? Suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. So any problem that you have in life, it can be solved. Right. It's part of the motivation today. You know, the problem was given to you. Because only you can solve it. So you got to fight. Because you're supposed to win at the end. It's not supposed to be easy. Some battles are easy. Some wars are easy. But some battles are hard. Just like some wars are hard. But at the end, guys, you're going to win at the end. Because that's what the setup was for. For you to win at the end. Even if it's a moral victory, you still win. Sometimes a loss seems like a devastation. You know, when I lost my mom and dad, it seemed like a devastation. But I wouldn't be the person I am today. If Tosan and Candy were still walking this earth. I wouldn't be. Okay. Yusef and Nefertiti would not be the person they they are. If Tosan and Candida were still on this earth. And I'll tell you what. um, I know Candida... And Randolph are proud of Nefertiti and Yusef and, you know, and the things that they've accomplished, you know, Um, you know, and I hope they're proud of me. You know, that's always been a paranoia, whether or not my mom and dad are proud of me, you know, on paper, it seems like they could be proud of me. But I think of all the messed up stuff that I've done. And it's like, does the messed up stuff that I've done, does that, uh, you know, you know, does that diminish the fact that graduate from college, staff sergeant in the military, certified personal trainer, fuck all that shit. Rock, you've done this, 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 and this. So we don't go a fuck about the other bullshit. That's great you did that shit. Who gives a fuck? You did that. And we're more disappointed over that. The more happy about, you know, you graduate in college and, you know, you, you know, and, you know, whatever the fuck else I've done. You know what I'm saying? So that's the paranoia that I have. That's the demon uh, that I'm fighting, you know, and I'm trying to convince myself that it isn't the case. But, you know, I have to ask mom and dad, you know, and then um, I think that's going to way I going to find out if I'm the winner or not. That's the one thing I don't know I'm the winner of yet. I have to ask mom and dad. If I can ask mom and dad. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm going to have to ask Satan. You know. Hey, you know if mom and dad are proud of me of that? Of the stuff I did? Were they more mad at me over the other stuff? Hopefully, maybe Satan has the answer if I go to hell. Um, but hopefully I don't go to hell. 
you know, and I can ask my mom and dad that. Uh, but uh, like I say, guys, uh, you know, we're, we're you're supposed to win at the end um, of every fight. All right. Like I said, in the first podcast, uh, first part of the episode, remember, go out there and vote. Do it in person. This is the last day of voting. So make sure you do it today. Uh, go to the drop box. Cast your vote. You know, do not wait tomorrow or do not mail it out. Especially don't mail it out today. If you're going to mail it out, you know, uh, tomorrow, make sure you, on Monday, make sure you do it an overnight delivery. Um, Okay. It's got to be overnight delivery. Or your vote, vote will not count. All right. So that's the last thing I want to say about that. All right. This is Rock 25. Chill to craziness. Be great at everything. <laughs>